Hello and welcome to episode 228. Can you believe it? 228 episodes of the Heart of Markness Led Zeppelin podcast. If you were here at the beginning, you wouldn't have thought it would have mattered. Not that it would have mattered, but that it would have happened. Freudian slip! Ah, nothing matters. So, speaking of nothing mattering, this is a show that I love. This is not the 24th of July. Uh, This is the 23rd, although both shows were remastered and sound better, in my opinion, in ways. This is July 23rd, 1979, the first live performance by Led Zeppelin in exactly one year and 364 days. And considering that they're nine hours ahead from Oakland, we'll call it an even two years to the day. Since their last concert, which was July 24th, 1977, in the aforementioned Oakland Day on the Green. And then Robert Plant tragically lost his son and had to go back home, obviously. And Zeppelin was on hiatus until 1978, May, I believe, they got together in Wales and uh, decided there was still some gas in the tank. And convinced Robert that it was worth coming back because he needed convincing because Led Zeppelin was not at a great point health-wise in all meanings of that word. Um, at the end of July 1977. So Robert had to be wooed back into the band. And for the first time, Robert had, arguably, the upper hand. He definitely had more of a say in how the band was run. And uh, there's, uh, of course, they didn't really get off the ground. They did the, you know, Copenhagen, Nebworth, four shows there in 1979. A few shows, like a dozen or whatever, in 1980 to warm up for the U.S. tour. So there really wasn't much of an opportunity to get on the road and possibly gel again. Although I think since all that dysfunction was still there and the problems hadn't been solved that I don't, uh, you know, I think they probably would have fallen apart anyway, but, or they would have lost someone else, but it's interesting to hear this. They're coming back. They are very professional. They are very, very good in this show. When they came back, um, I suspect that, Uh, Jimmy and Bonzo cleaned up their act and were rock star sober, which means Bonzo, of course, still drank. But um, I believe both he and Jimmy were off of um, heroin, the harder stuff. And it's evident, and obviously they practiced, and obviously they really took the time to get their chops up. Uh, especially Jimmy, because Jimmy historically doesn't practice unless he's working on a project or he's on tour. So it definitely, given how fluid Jimmy's playing is, I think he took this very seriously and really was, because again, they were having to come back and prove what the big deal was. What's all the hubbub about Led Zeppelin? 1979 in Europe, the punk and new wave scene hit much harder and much deeper than it did here in the States. I mean, the heartland of America pretty much stayed Molly Hatchet and Leonard Skinner and Zeppelin and the Stones 
and that kind of stuff in the northeast where I was in Boston Metro. 100% Aerosmith, Led Zeppelin, Deep Purple, The Who, stuff like that. But in Europe, no, the uh, the new wave and the punk really hit, hit, hit hard. So Zeppelin, being in Europe, um, had to come back and be like, what's the big deal? You know, an entire generation of kids is saying, why are you here? We don't need you anymore. People like you, you guys in your 30s now with families wearing button-up shirts with collars, you know, that's not rock and roll. So they had some... Uh, they had some splaining to do, and I think they did it really well. I think they nailed it. These Copenhagen shows are brilliant. The sound on the 23rd is is a bit better because it sounds a bit fuller and maybe a bit closer, although I think the locations were the same. These were uh, recorded in the Falconer Theater, which is a small theater in Copenhagen. Uh, you can uh, Several albums were recorded there. And I know, like, if you go on YouTube and listen to, you can find Delaney and Bonnie and Friends in Copenhagen 1969. It's a black and white video with Delaney and Bonnie. Um, and what would eventually become Derek and the Dominoes. And Rita Coolidge is there. And George Harrison is there. Eric Clapton's playing guitar. Leon Russell, I think. Fantastic band. Fantastic show. At the Falconer Theater. Same loud audience same weird ass clapping it's it's a norwegian thing <laughs> apparently but here's what we're going to do this is a remastered show recently done uh the end of last month july 2023 is when that was done by dario romero somebody who uh i like i like their remasters they do a good job remastering to my ears and um this is a great tape to begin with and what I hear is I hear a bit more of the low, low bass, which is which is good. And I hear a widened stereo soundstage comparing it to just the raw straight from master to dat clone from the uh, KRW underscore CO release I have. So an improvement to my ears. It sounds good. And what I listen to in these recordings, those this and the next night, are, first of all, Bonzo, because he is playing with great maturity. He's still John Bonham. He's still amazing. He's still awesome. But it's not that coked out, super bombastic, I'm a golden god, look at us, fuck you, we're better than you, rah, of 1977. Mania. It's not as manic. More restrained. A little more sophisticated to my ears. Still sounding great. The hi-hat work is astonishingly good. I mean, everything he does is astonishingly good. And you can hear him really, really well in this recording. Jimmy, <clears throat> it's been said. You know, the standard line for these shows is he's playing like it's 1973 again. And he kind of is. In a way. But what they're talking about is the fluidity to his playing. And he's not necessarily hiding behind effects. He's not got that sloppy mishmash, that 77, that kind of hit or miss. I think it is is 77 kind of playing as far as his voicing and his phrasing. But just fucking <coughs> clear-headed 
and having practiced, really practiced, and perhaps, just perhaps, being humbled a bit by the the tragedies of the prior two years and the uh, descent of all the great 60s and 70s band in the eyes of the British press and the that generation of British kids um, might have humbled them a bit. They definitely come back like they have something to prove, but I, I think they're proving it to their audience too, but they're proving it to themselves and they're proving it to Robert because for the first time, Robert's like, why? Why should I leave my family? Why should I be gone from my family for weeks, if not months, on the road, living like I'm 19 years old, which is fun. But then when you have that serious wake-up call, and there's nothing more serious than the loss of a child, I can't, I can't even fathom it. Um, that's a pretty heavy feather put on the other side of the scale there to weigh. So I think they had to prove it to Robert as in, why am I doing this? I'm not going to do it if it's going to be a shit show. I'm not going to do it if it's going to be just a sloppy fucking drug fest and just a criminal den because they had gangsters working for them and stuff. Wow, can you hear my allergies kicking in? All right, let's let's play a song, folks, and then I will take some medicine and sound better when I come back. All right, we're going to play on the 23rd. July 23rd, that is, Falconer Theater, Copenhagen, Denmark. Uh, the first two songs back-to-back. Song remains the same, going right into Celebration Day with the double neck. It sounds good. They sound good. It doesn't have that 1977, holy shit, avalanche sound, almost out of control, barely restrained. No, it sounds very, very good and professional. And in that way, it is a lot like 1973. So enjoy it, friends. Song remains the same and celebration day. I'll be back after that.
I like that. Given that I already talked for 10 minutes, let's just jump into the next track. I like that. I like hearing Bonzo playing. I like the hi-hat. Now, the hi-hat did seem to roam in the sound stage a little bit. At least at the very beginning, it seemed to be from uh, the right ear, kind of towards the center. I don't know, man. Uh, but sounded great. Performance was good. You know, it's a little... Uh, Robert sounds a little professional and stilted there's not that normal flow because it's been two years since he's done this it's been two years since it, and you know he's not a hundred percent committed to this idea yet and uh but he is a hundred percent committed to doing a hell of a show and the boys do that was good celebration day was good and i think any stiffness in the performance was due to the fact they haven't been on the road for two years and this commitment to a what robert calls cutting the waffle which is all right the age of half hour fucking solos are over enough of that no more drum solos you know no more noise solos well i mean jimmy kept his solos because he's jimmy (laughs) but good stuff good stuff tightened it up a little in honor of punk which is i think it needed to happen got got too indulgent you don't need a 30 minute drum solo man the next thing i'm going to play for you is the 23rd version of no quarter which is a perfect example of that cutting the waffle it's cut down to a more reasonable 15 minutes which is all you need for everybody to stretch out for them to jam then get the second lyric and then jam some more and then tighten it up and be done now those 40 minute ones 30 minute ones from 1977 when they worked were unbelievable and i'm glad they exist however i'm also glad these nice truncated ones exist too because they're brilliant they're brilliant i think i still may prefer the next night's no quarter a little better but I don't know. I don't know if that's just because I've listened to it and I've held it in my heart as one of my favorite no quarters. So it's special. This is excellent too. And I love hearing it. So let's hear these guys coming back, coming back from the fucking abyss to reclaim the world again, which unfortunately their campaign was cut short, but boy, oh boy, if they had kept going on the trajectory of Copenhagen and the first night at Nebworth, It would have been amazing. So let's listen to this. This is the good stuff. No quarter, July 31st. No, July 23rd, 1979. Sorry. Thank you. 
I still prefer the next night where they loosen up a little bit. They're very kind of stiff in ways. Bonzo is very regulated, which is good, which is how they should be. They're doing, you know, they're playing live for the first time in two years and playing a song they haven't played live in two years. Very, very good. Very, very good. Boy, I wish they played more shows in 79. Before August 11th, that is. Um, Beautiful. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. You know what else is beautiful? You, my listener. You are my listener. And even more beautiful are the titans upon whose shoulders rests this humble yet mighty podcast. I'm, of course, speaking of my patrons. They keep the lights on. They pay for all the hosting, cloud hosting, podcast hosting, website hosting, website being heartofmarkness.com. You can go there and uh, download most every show that I've covered in its entirety or as much exists for free because of these guys. So a very hearty handshake goes out to Keith and Tilda, Brian, Steve, George. Welcome back, George. Big smile from me to you. Big Ed, Kenny, John from West Footscray, Picard, Knegarn, Rob from Melbourne, Australia, Wayne, Brad, Danielle, Tracy, Other David, Bonzo Billy, and since January 31st, 2020, Mimo. I love you, all of you. Thank you very much. You make this happen, you keep me honest, you keep me from flaking out every goddamn week when I'm like, you know what, to fuck it, skip a week. And I may. <clears throat> I may. I may take a week or two off just to, you know, charge my batteries as it were, there, kid. But uh, otherwise, I'll keep going. I did a classic rock episode last weekend of Jimmy Page, Charlie Watts, Jack Bruce, Ruby Turner and the Rocket 88 Boogie Woogie Band at the Alexis Corner Tribute in June of 1984. Professionally released and recorded. Sounds good, man. Surprisingly, surprisingly so. Good stuff. If you haven't heard it, it's worth it. Now, what I am going to play for you is... Even I don't know. I listened to the beginning of this just to hear how the sound quality is, but I haven't heard this in its entirety in a long time. This is the very first live performance ever of In the Evening. Now, the, the, <laughs> the Led Zeppelin live performances of In the Evening, in my mind, often le- left a lot to be desired. Jonesy's keyboard sound was very thin. Jimmy's Strat sound was very thin. So it just left a very, very threadbare sonic picture to my ears but let's see how this is the very first time anybody in the audience heard this and aside from the fact that they played hot dog um right after no quarter the very first time people had an inkling that there was a new album coming out that led zeppelin still had life was still creative was still viable bless your heart boys hearts boys all right Here we go. In the evening, when the day is done. First time played live. (laughs) 
All right, friendos, that is it. That was not a bad in the evening. I liked that. Now, unfortunately, when it gets to the keyboard part, Jimmy doesn't fill that space. I feel like he's looking at his hands trying to form the chords he needs to do but not playing or trying to work with the because he's got the whammy bar. He's doing an awful lot, but he's not filling that space much with the... It doesn't really... I don't know. I like the uh, Page Plant 95, 96 versions of In the Evening better. Myself, with all those extra musicians and all that percussion, holy shit. All right. Well, in any case, go to heartofmarkness.com and grab this show, the Dario Romero remaster of this. It's going to be there. And uh, I may do a classic rock podcast this weekend. I have my daughter this weekend. In fact, she's coming over tonight. A day early so I'm gonna get this wrapped up and get ready for her and then I'm going to go to bed because it's a work night all right guys thank you very much I hope you like this if there's anything you need from me you can always reach me at the uh, Facebook uh, heart of markness podcast group or mark at heart of or Twitter heart or YouTube heart or leave a comment on the website there are ways to reach me if you want to reach me Anyway, thank you. Please be good to yourselves and each other. And I hope to talk to you soon. Bye-bye.